Welcome to the You Go Miss O podcast, an ongoing conversation with Miss Oklahoma as she discusses her life as the reigning Miss O. Style, service, scholarship, and success weave their way into conversations that engage and empower you. So what are we waiting for? You go, Miss O. Hello, Oklahoma, and welcome back to the You Go Miss O podcast. I'm Sunny Day, Miss Oklahoma 2023, and you're joining us for a very special episode. I am very excited about this guest that we have, but before we get to our guest, let's get you up to speed with what's been going on with me since our last episode. It's been a very busy few weeks, but I wanted to let you all know about my colors experience yesterday. I drove the Miss O-Mobile by Cavender's Subaru and Norman to Tulsa just yesterday to have an appointment with a color analyst to discover what my colors were in order to help me pick out my Miss America wardrobe next week. And I was actually shocked and a little upset because I walked in thinking that I was a total autumn season because I like those moody, dramatic colors. But of course, she told me that I'm summer, which makes sense with my name, but it was not what I was expecting. Also, I got to book a photo shoot with one of my friends and one of my favorite pageant photographers, Austin Ride. So my teen Aubrey and I will be flying out to LA in two weeks to do a sister photo shoot. And lastly, I launched one of the most exciting things that I will be doing during my year as Miss Oklahoma, and that is a service tour and my hashtag service Sundays. I've had this planned for years, But every week, I will be going on a tour and volunteering at new nonprofit organizations in the state of Oklahoma in hopes to encourage other people in my state to, one, become aware of these organizations and all of the amazing things that they do, but two, encouraging them to get out and go serve their communities. So I'm very excited for that. And you know, when I was told whoever won Miss Oklahoma would be taking over this podcast, I remember thinking to myself that I wanted to get a Miss America on the show. And as you might know, Oklahoma is so proud of our six forever Miss Americas, and I thought, maybe I'll get to interview one of them on my podcast. And I still have every intention of doing that, but never did I think that I would have our current Miss America, Grace Stinky, in this room right now with us to talk. So Grace, welcome to the You Go Miss O podcast. I am so excited that you're here. Hi, I'm so excited I'm here too. This is so cool that you guys have a podcast and I love that it's run by the state title holder too. Like that's a great way for people to keep up and to to keep tabs with what's going on with you. So that's really awesome. I love it. Thank you. This is definitely a learning experience. Um, As our producer was telling you to not like move your hands and stuff, I've hit the table several times. So we're learning and growing through this process. But I want to tell our listeners a little bit more about you because I think you are such a fascinating and smart human being, someone that I would love for my students to get to know and look up to one day. So what are some fun facts um, that a lot of people might be surprised to know about you? Ooh, okay. Fun facts that people might not know about me. One, uh, I love peanut butter. I think they might have this on the mm-hmm. Miss America website. I love peanut butter. And I'm a firm believer that peanut butter makes every meal better. I've put it on burgers. I put it on my French toast. Like I, it's so delicious to me. And then it's like extra protein too. So then I feel like healthy, you know? Um, so that's like kind of a fun little fact about me. 
Otherwise, some ones that are a little bit more commonly known. I, I love to water ski. That's one of my favorite things to do in my spare time. I did it competitively in college. Now I'm kind of moving into this, like, how do I do this leisurely and not competitively anymore? But I really, really love it. Uh, and then I also, I love to hike. I love to adventure and I love to hear stories. I think that's one of the most special things about the job of Miss America is hearing other people's stories. I was actually just having a conversation yesterday with a, my mom about the service tour I wanted to do. And I said, the best thing about community service is getting to listen to other people's stories. And you learn more about life and about people that way. So I love that. And the peanut butter. Yes, ma'am. I've had it on my burger before. Delicious. I know what you're talking about. It's just so many people look at me like I'm crazy. And I'm like, listen, you got to try it. Like you can't (laughs) sit on it until you try it. (laughs) I agree, girl. So um, how long have you been involved in the Miss America organization? And can you describe kind of leading up to this huge opportunity you got? Yes, I started in Miss America when I was 13 years old. I was involved in the teen program and I competed in the teen program for two years. The first year I went as at large and I was like, whoa, what's going on? Uh, then I got hooked. You know, I, I fell in love with this organization because I was somebody who, because of my academics, because of just who I was, I didn't fully fit in at school. At least I never felt like I did. Miss America is a place where it's cool to be kind. It's cool to be supportive. It's cool to be ambitious. It's cool to be successful. And and I just, I loved the women I was able to be friends with and to meet. And they are my best friends to this day from the girl that actually won that year in that teen division is genuinely one of my best friends to this day. I'm heading to her wedding at the end of this year. And I, I just kept coming back. The next year I was lucky to become Miss Wisconsin's teen in 2017. Then I served out the year. I went to Miss America's teen, didn't place, didn't get a single award, uh, which is important to note because I think that it's it's important to recognize that like it's not an end-all be-all for everyone, right? Sometimes there's something happening later on down the road. Well, for me, that just so happened to be Miss America after two years of competing in the Miss program when I got into college. And, you know, I returned because of the platform this this organization has, uh, because of the women involved in it. And school's really expensive, too. So it was really handy having some scholarships to help pay as well. (laughs) Absolutely. No, I completely agree. And I think something that really stuck with me that you said is like, it's not the end all. Um, sometimes you don't come out on top and I think that's okay. And I think that timing is everything. And I think with your education, your career experience, that your timing was perfect because you have so much knowledge and life experience to offer as Miss America. So I think that's great. And that's a wonderful story. But last December was pretty big for you. Um, so I, I know for a fact, the judges got it right. They crowned you as Miss America. You are amazing. I've loved watching you. And I'm sure you're tired of answering this question because I'm sure you get it every day. But can you describe um, that experience and what that what were you feeling in that moment? Well, Sonny, you are so kind, first of all. Uh, Second of all, I think one of the biggest things in that moment, I couldn't really tell you exactly fully what happened. Uh, It's a very it's a very big shock moment. Uh, A lot of it, honestly, is is I I continued to plan my life as if I were not going to become Miss America going into it. So a lot of the shock afterwards was me sitting there like I was I was actually supposed to it's July 26th right now as we're recording this. Uh, I was supposed to start that new full time job tomorrow after graduating college this spring and like doing so many other things. 
And it's it's a huge life change in that sense. So that was a really big shock. It's really exciting because I knew this would lead to new opportunities. Uh, but it's also something that's scary at first. You know, it really it really is scary. I wish I'm not I'm not going to like make it as exciting as it is. And it is exciting, but it's also a really terrifying moment too. And I'm really thankful for that moment. You know, like I said, I, the women I've met, I still am great friends. I was just in Phoenix a couple days ago. And, you know, I, I mentioned at the beginning of this, I'm kind of getting over a cold and my Miss Arizona stopped by. I kid you not. She had, I swear, half of the stores like medicine to help me get better. And I'm like, this is so nice, Melody. I'm like, oh, my heart. Um, so it's something that I just, I, I really love the women I stood on that stage with. That's something that no matter what happens, no matter how this goes, you know, that's something I will always have. I will always have these incredible women that are in kind, supportive, loving, generous, just incredible people. And that's something that I just, I'm so genuinely excited about. It is so beautiful and so important because not a lot of us grow up making those relationships with girls easily. And this organization provides us the chance to do that. So um, I agree with you there. Yeah. Um, but as Miss America, not only do you have the love and support from all of the title holders and all of the volunteers, we all adore you, but you have a really good team of volunteers and partners behind you as well, right? Yes, it's a really incredible group of people. You know, the Miss America staff are are really wonderful to work with, first of all, with helping me with everything I want to accomplish with my year, but then also the sponsors too, you know, Rebels Great, uh, the Sash Company and everyone that's becoming involved. The American Heart Association is one I'm particularly excited about. My family has a huge history of of heart problems. So I'm like, oh, I'm so excited to get older. You know, I'm just thrilled. <laughs> but it's also made me realize the importance of, you know, staying active and working out and being mm-hmm. healthy throughout my young years. So that way it carries on into my later years as well. So something I really want to know, and I'm very interested in and have been since I've watched your Miss America journey. Um, I want to know more about your community service initiative. Talk to me about that. You know, it's something that I think is very new to Miss America, and I hope I am not the last person. Uh, Growing up, and I think Gen Z is one of the first generations to grow up familiar with the term climate change. We are one of the first generations to acknowledge that this is something that needs to be addressed. We've been talking about it for decades, but it's time to start taking action, right? And action has started, uh, but it's time to start pushing it a little bit more. And what I see as one of the biggest issues and one of the biggest challenges when it comes to tackling this massive issue of climate change is we're electrifying everything right now, right? Which is great. We're getting electric cars. We're changing everything to be able to be plugged into the wall rather than having to you know, burn something. But where is that electricity coming from? That's the question we need to be asking, and that's the question we need to be addressing. So my whole social impact initiative or community service initiative is all about where does your power come from? Can it be the most affordable to you? First of all, as a consumer, I know that that's number one priority. Is it affordable? Is it the cheapest electricity I can get? Then great, right? But second of all, is it zero carbon? Is it reliable? Right now, here in America, especially, we're experiencing issues with energy reliability everywhere. Specifically, you know, California and Texas and Arizona, where they've got these heat waves, we need always on reliable power. So I do a big focus on talking about nuclear energy because I firmly believe, as a nuclear engineer, obviously I'm a little biased. I'm not going to deny that one. (laughs) I think that there is a lot of barriers to overcome. And I think that nuclear is going to be our baseload source of power. It's going to be the power that. That's 
always available, always on and always ready. You know, it's providing high paying jobs and millions of dollars in taxes to the communities that those power plants reside in, in addition to cheap electricity. In the in legislation, there was only about a dozen bills proposed in support of nuclear every year. This year in 2023, over 55% of Americans support nuclear power. They're open to building new nuclear. So we're switching to a majority on legislation. In the past six months, we've seen over 200 bills proposed in support of nuclear. We're seeing that action be taken. We're seeing action be taken towards a clean energy source that we can use for reliable energy for Americans that's cheap, that's affordable, and that provides high paying jobs for people to be a part of. Okay, again, you're so smart. Um, So if you ever, you know, I'm sure you have so many plans after Miss America, but if you ever want to be a teacher, just come to my school because you would be an amazing person for my kids to listen to. No, that's awesome, though. Also, God bless teachers. My sister is a teacher. She's she's going to be an English teacher. She's actually moving to Korea in a couple weeks here to do that. Um, Crazy things. But it's something that I give teachers so much credit. So I just want to give you a shout out like you deserve so much because I think a lot lot about my childhood and how much teachers influenced me to become who I am today. The teachers that supported me, that were there for me, that would listen to me genuinely, like some of my professors in college, I've cried in their office because of something that happened. And like that just means so much. So thank you for everything you do. Seriously. Well, thank you. And I love what you're doing as Miss America, your community service initiative. Like you said, it's so unique. I've never heard of one as for as long as I've been in a part of Miss Oklahoma and have followed the Miss America organization. I think it's so important that women in STEM come into this organization, address climate change um, and talk about issues that a lot of people aren't aware of because you just educated me on stuff that I didn't know. Um, So I I think that's fascinating. And I can't imagine what you're going to do for the rest of your year. But I want to know in terms of Miss America, is there anything that's been a part of your role or your duties or your year that surprised you so far? The biggest thing that I was surprised about that this is the biggest thing I've learned throughout Miss America, in all honesty, the past six to eight months here. Sometimes the best thing is to just not talk. You know, I feel like Miss America, yes, we're a spokesperson. Yes, we are, you know, the people giving the keynote speeches. But the most powerful, impactful moments that I've had, I haven't said a word. In a sense that somebody, I'm at an appearance in Connecticut or in Texas or wherever I might be, and they're telling me their story. Sometimes I had, I was running through the airport once and this one woman recognized me and she was like full on sprinting to catch up to me. (laughs) And she told me a story about how her brother passed away from a drunk driving accident. Mm -hmm. And it's just the ability that to me, I'm still Grace Stanky, but to other people, I'm Miss America. I am this 100 year old recognized brand, right? And they want to share their story. And the best moments have come from just listening. And that has been so special, you know, not just in moments like that, but honestly, everywhere I go, yes, I love giving speeches. I love telling people my story, but I love listening to other people's stories even more. One of the things my principal always says is if you're standing in front of the room talking the whole time or lecturing, you're not doing teaching right. And I think that kind of plays into the role of Miss America as well as 
letting your audience um, allow you to learn and acknowledging that it's not always about you, but being willing to listen and put the microphone down for a little bit. So I think that's great. And I'm sure a lot of people appreciate that you give them the time to share their story because that's one thing that we don't do very much in this society is take time to listen and learn from others. So I think that's amazing. And I think after this year, you'll have so much life experience and insight from all of these people that you've interacted with. So I think that's great. But as we know, the Miss America opportunity, it can be life-changing, whether you're Miss America, you're Miss Oklahoma, a local title holder, or if you're someone who's never even gotten a crown through years of experience. Um, So the impacts of this organization are something that I've really been trying to focus on on this podcast because it's changed my life and I want so many other people to know about it um, who've never heard about it. So what is your take? What are some of the benefits um, that you've experienced from being a part of this program? The two largest benefits that I've gotten out of this this organization is truly the skills I've learned on a professional development level. You know, I'm I'm an engineer. They don't teach us public speaking in our classes. We don't learn that, okay? Uh, we're taught how to communicate with each other. We're taught how to communicate technical topics to other technical people, but we're not taught how to communicate technical topics to the general public, to just anybody. And that's a very valuable skill that we need more of. And and I really leaned on the Miss America opportunity and becoming Miss America to help teach myself those skills of how do I communicate these incredibly weird high science topics to somebody that has no idea what it is. And that's completely fine. How how can I handle this situation? That is one of my my biggest takeaways from my time in Miss America. Uh, the second thing is, I mentioned it before and I'll say it again, it's the friendships and the women. Like I will forever, hands down, be so thankful for the people I've met and the friendships I've formed. Uh, I think I've become a better person genuinely just because of the people I've met and how much I look up to them. Uh, so many people are like, Grace, you're such a great role model. But the thing is, is I look at state title holders right now or the state girls from my class, the local title holders. And I'm like, the thing is, is I look up to you in a lot of ways, too. One of the most special things to me is is at Miss America, I wrote down sort of each of the things I admire in each of my my fellow class title holders. And I, you know, there's, there's not always fun days being Miss America. There's days where it sucks. I'm, I'm not going to paint it to be pretty. Okay. But, and on those days where it's not fun, one of my best kind of pick me ups is to, is to reach out to one of the women that she knows exactly what to do in this situation. You know, if I'm feeling empty on love and this girl just seems to never run out of it, I'm going to reach out to her. And that's just been so incredible. Just the support system, the people I meet, the the women that are there is just so incredible. Oh, 100%. Like, I did not expect this to happen in my life. It happened fast. It changed overnight. And I will say the people I've leaned on the most are the former Miss Oklahomas. And they've been so helpful. For the longest time, I have been the big sister. I'm the oldest of five. But they've kind of taken on the role as big sister for me. And so I have a bunch of women behind me to pick me up if things get um, confusing or if I don't know what to do, if I feel a little lost. So I think that's amazing. And I'm so excited just because of you talking about that experience to be able to meet my Miss America class, um, in September. So I'm so pumped about that. Um, but one of my favorite things about you since I've been following you is that you're a very authentic and a very real person. So there's times where you are just super glammed up, but there's also times where you're really casual and you're comfortable. And I think that's so refreshing because 
oftentimes Miss Americas are put in the spotlight and it looks like a hard goal to attain. And you are just such a real person. And I think you're giving women permission to look and to be themselves, however they're feeling that day, whatever that looks like or means to them. So talk to me about the importance for you of being yourself and how you approach that whenever you're in the spotlight as Miss America. One of the things that really led to this is I actually had this conversation with my Miss Vermont pretty early on in my year as Miss America. It was shortly after uh, being crowned. And I was so stressed because I'm not good at social media. Okay. And all of a sudden I went from having like 1700 followers and I gained about 15,000 in the manner of, you know, 48 hours. And I was like, mm-hmm. do I have to care about my social media now? I'm like, I don't know what I want to <laughs> do with this. And she asked me, she's like, well, you know, like, what do you want it to look like at the end of your year and all of this stuff. But she, she asked me after the call to go through and look at the followers, the people I follow that I love their content the most. Why do I love their content the most? And the one thing I really realized is I am so, I, I unfollow everyone that always has a perfect picture, that always has mm-hmm. makeup, that always has that picture perfect life because it's so sickening, you know? Like to mm-hmm. me, I'm like, that's not real. I know your life isn't amazing 24 seven. That's not possible, right? <laughs> it's, that's yep. just being human. We're gonna have the not great days. We're gonna have days where, you know what? I don't need to be fully glammed up and have my hair curled every single day. You know, it's something that, I realized it's so important to me, the women that I look up to, they're real. They're not afraid yeah. to show that. And I really wanted to make sure I conveyed that in my year as as Miss America, because this is something particularly that I feel like in the past Miss America was always described and shown and painted to be perfect. But it's okay to not be perfect. It's okay to have, you know, days that it's you're just not 100%. And that's the way to live a sustainable life, too. And as a big sister and as a teacher to young girls, um, thank you for that. Because I think, like I said, sometimes it's just, it doesn't look real and it doesn't look attainable. And you have to give your per- yourself permission to be yourself. And for young girls to be able to follow a Miss America that is just 100% herself, um, I think is a beautiful thing. And without you knowing it, you're probably making a lot of little girls feel comfortable about who they are. So I am so excited to continue to follow your reign as Miss Oklahoma or as Miss America. Um, And in like six months, we'll be competing to be Miss America and um, would love to take your job, not you know, I, I would. You're not so let's just be honest. I'm just. I know there's a lot of us. <laughs> so there's a lot of us preparing to take that job. So how should we prepare? What is your advice for all of us? And um, either Miss America Week, um, you know, or if they're lucky enough to become Miss America. What what should we look forward to and how should we prepare for that moment? It sounds like you've already kind of got this mentality that I'm about to talk about when it comes down to becoming Miss America. I do firmly believe a lot of it comes down to timing to become Miss State. You've already made a huge accomplishment. But go into Miss America. And when I when I went into Miss America, I knew I wanted to walk away. If I had become Miss America, I don't want them to choose me because I was the girl that most resembled a Miss America. I wanted them to choose me because of who I am, because of what I represent, because of what I stand for. I want them to choose Miss America to be Grace Stanky. I don't want them to choose Grace Stanky to be Miss America, if that makes sense. So that was something that was so important to me that I knew if it didn't happen, 
okay. You know, I was like, all right, whatever. I'll go and finish up my college degree and move on with my life. I'll get a dog and like all of these things that I'm equally excited to do as I am to become Miss America. And, and a lot of it comes down to timing, you know, put the hard work in. I, I'm someone who firmly believes you can do the hard work to get into the top 10. After that, it's a crapshoot in my opinion. Like <laughs> each and every one of those, all 50 of the women, all 51 could do the job of Miss America and could do it well. It does come down to timing. You know, I, I think a lot about this during my Miss America week. The morning I went in to interview, the Lawrence Livermore National Lab made a tremendous fusion discovery. So that was a big news hit right that morning, right before my interview, that all of a sudden I was able to go into my interview and, you know, the question, is nuclear relevant? I'm like, yeah, did you read the news? <laughs> that sort of thing that happens. So uh, it's it. some of it is luck. It's a combination of luck and hard work, though. Be prepared. Be 100% you. Don't try to be me. Don't try to be a former Miss America. Don't try to be what you think Miss America should be. Just be you. That's all I ask. I love that. And I wish I would have asked you that question like five years ago, because it took me years to figure out that the the key to success and the key to winning is just being yourself and having, um, you know, soaking up the moment and being present. Yeah. And I, I, I do want to, I do want to like add on to that. Cause I think that's, that's something that it took me a while to learn too. I, this year, Honestly, I know I'm 20, 21 right now. I was 20 when I won Miss America, but I was sincerely planning on last year being my my last year competing. Like I was not planning on competing again because I was going to graduate college. I was going to move out of state and I knew I wanted to be Miss Wisconsin. I didn't really want or have a desire to compete in another state. So in my mind, I was like, well, this is it. So I knew I wanted to talk about nuclear. I knew I wanted to do something that was 100% me. Uh, and then I became Miss Wisconsin. And I was like, well, shoot, now what? You know, and, and I <laughs> America and I did the same thing because I said, I don't want to walk away asking myself, what if? Because that I know I would be happy if I walked away with absolutely no placements if I'm not asking myself, what if? I don't ever want to have that regret. I don't ever want to have that doubt. So that's something that it took me, honestly, a while to learn that as well, where I kind of stopped caring about the end result, I think. And I just cared about what I brought to myself and what I learned from the experience. I think those what ifs are so important. Um, we don't want to have them ever. When I found out in February that Miss America was raising the age limit literally three months before Miss Oklahoma, I was like there's no way I can't do it. I don't have time. But I said, this is my last time again. So if I don't take this there, like you said, there's that what if, what if I could have been Miss Oklahoma? And I'm so glad I took that leap of faith because now I'm here, Miss Oklahoma, talking to you, the Miss America. Um, and I, I just can't thank you enough. I think that our listeners are going to have so much to gain from listening to you and talking about your experience, especially if there's someone who's in the organization or considering it. So for those people who are listening, do you have any final thoughts? One quick thing for you. You just told that story. And one of the former Miss Wisconsin's that I'm really close with, she had the same exact thing when they upped the age from 25 to 26. 
she asked her, she said, she was like, do I really want to do this again? But she's like, I don't want to leave with the what if, you know? And she became Miss Wisconsin then that year and went on to win a prelim at Miss America and placed top 15. For people listening, you know, whether you're a Miss America fan or not, this organization is something that is is worth spending time towards. It's worth learning about. It's worth donating, volunteering, maybe competing and earning scholarship dollars for your education. Oh, darn, right? There could be worse things than Uh, And it's something that I recommend to any and everyone. Thank you so much. I think I hope that together we can champion more women to join this organization. And I am still just like fangirling and giddy over the fact that I was just able to have a conversation with you, the Miss America. Um, When I was crowned Miss Oklahoma, I knew that I would get um, amazing opportunities, but I have to admit, um, those last few moments might have just shot up like right here. Like, <laughs> this is it. Aww. I think I have peaked now. I've talked to Grace. We are good. Hey, Miss um, but- <laughs> yes, I love it. I'm so excited. Um, but for everyone listening, thank you so much. And I hope that you've enjoyed this surprise guest. And as always, be sure to leave me a review wherever you're listening to this podcast and leave a shout out to my amazing Miss America 2023 Grace and Oklahoma. I want you to know that you are so loved. You are so worth it and you matter. And Grace, how about you close this out today? Yes. Heck yeah. I'm so happy I get to do this. <laughs> you know, I heard that a state had a, had a podcast for their title holder. Are you ready for this moment? All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. Until next time, you go, Miss O. Thanks for listening. Find out more about Miss Oklahoma and the topics you heard today by going to missoklahoma.org or connecting with us on social media.